I'm part of a thievery ring right now. Should I feel bad? Uh-huh. What are you stealing? Hearts? Stealing stolen moments? My dad ordered solar panels, and they sent him solar panels, but then they also sent him a $700 piece of furniture that he didn't order. So he's like, I want to give it to you, son. And I'm like... Oh gosh, I want it, but I should, should we, I, I, I'm saying we wait for now. And if they reach out to us and say, Hey, did we accidentally send you something? Then, uh, we send it back. But if not, so what thing do you do to any couch you own that once (laughs) done makes that couch unreturnable? Well, it's, it's like a cabinet. So it's unassembled. So we could assemble it. That's that would make it be like, oh, you definitely knew what you had here. The couch is like a cabinet. (laughs) It's not a couch. It is a cabinet. It's like a TV stand. They call it a buffet. A buffet. Yeah, a buffet. Like what they got at uh, Golden Corral? No, like uh, Buffet the Vampire Slayer? <laughs> no. I don't know what a buffet... Bu- do you mean a boudoir? <laughs> I didn't know furniture was called buffets either, but apparently buffets are a thing. Did the French just invent furniture? They came up with armoire. They came up with boudoir. They came up with buffet. They came up with... What's the thing that's a pillow, but it's a coffee table? The coffee pillow. Coffee pillow? Here's, here is a little medieval... <laughs> information for everybody before the norman invasion of the normans from france english people just sat on sharpened log stumps in the ground Mm. so you'd knock over a tree and you'd sharpen up the stump into kind of like a traffic cone shape and then people would just sit themselves on those so is that real (laughs) it's very real ryland dylan what's your name so why was everyone in france named norman back then that's what i'm wondering it's because they had a lot of other vowels and syllables to their names, but in French you don't pronounce them. Oh. The only syllables you pronounce in French are nor and man. Nor man. The rest of it is like a bunch of. <laughs> you know the French word for bread? Huh. <laughs> Does that mean bread? In French. So if I said, hey, I would like to put some baguette in my meatloaf. Wow, <laughs> Ryland. Just saying offensive things <laughs> to get a stir out of people isn't actually comedy. You're playing down here. Why don't you bring it up here, bud? Okay, here's a, here's a top level observational humor. Uh, you ever heard of parasol, the word? And in Spanish, parasol, para sol, for Son, what do you use a parasol for? Uh, yeah. That's top shelf observational humor right there. Uh, <laughs> is it? Or is it top shelf etymology? <laughs> so this is going to be pretty challenging. Okay, let's get you ready for your wedding. Up and up. My job to give 100%. <laughs> it's important for us to pause for a moment. Okay. Life Pile. This is Life Pile Podcast, the only podcast that's the podcast who shagged me. I'm lifestylist and lifestyle expert Camden Johnson. I'm a martini shake and not stirred with a twist. Hold the vodka, Dylan Bragasa. Hello, police. You're welcome. It's Ryland. 
That's what Ryan says whenever he gets arrested. <laughs> wait, do you want to know? Uh, wait, before you move on, Cam, this is the end of my trilogy of fuck Chris Brown shout outs. That was okay. A tri- I love oh, all the God. series that are embedded in this show. <laughs> uh, I thought we were done with this. I okay. thought we all agreed and we were done. No, last Riley, week, finish your trilogy. Last week, you said, oh, I'm, I, I'm excited for the time where everybody is like, oh, yeah, you know Chris Brown? I only remember him from that guy Ryland who says, fuck Chris Brown. Well, guess what? I reminded the police of how shitty of a person Chris Brown was because guess who just got arrested? <gasps> Ryland Warner. Chris Brown. Is that Chris, for real? Yes, he just got arrested, and it's because of me! You're wow. welcome! Uh, yes. The impact of this podcast is constantly surprising me. Yeah, it's pretty rad. What were the charges? It was it was for battery. Ugh. It was for yeah, being a shitty person, battery. So Fuck. But do you want to say it one more time for the trilogy? I do want to say it one last time. Take it away. Fuck Chris Brown. It's Rylan. Woo! Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> well, okay. That's not <laughs> quite how thank you and welcomes You're right. welcome. Oh, goodness. Life Pile Podcast is the podcast for spies who don't let the facts get in between them and the lifestyle section where they cut out eye holes and spy on people across the park. This week, we're bringing you lifestyle tips and reviewing the hottest lifestyles to live in the espionage community. That's right. This is our... Spy Stravaganza, our spytacular, brought to you by LifePile Podcast. Spytacular, that's good. Spytacular. And oh, you guys, in honor of the spytacular, I spent my morning with my resin cast of a semi automatic <gasps> pistol. Oh my God. Practicing doing a flip. Look at that. Look at that. Cam's flipping a gun oh, for us on flip. camera. You guys, I spent my morning shaving my balls with this uh hunting knife that i'm holding in front of the camera okay uh cam's got a gun dylan's got a knife <laughs> little do they know i spent my morning <laughs> with this thing okay? <laughs> Ryland is holding up <laughs> one of those wine cork openers that have the two little arms and this twisty screw that's right don't want to get attacked with this now do you nope don't want to uncork me <laughs> mm-hmm. now who's got our first spy tip of the day my spy tip okay and it, it goes with the summer too so this is garage sale season am i right guys so what you want to do as a spy garage sale master is you want to go online to china.com and order a big order of gps trackers okay oh little tiny ones that little spies have okay little spies (laughs) (laughs) Then, then you put uh gps trackers into every single item you're putting up for sale then People come to your house, they buy your stuff, they leave, then you go to your windows with baseball bats, okay? And then you call the police and you say, help, help, somebody just broke into my house. Oh my God. But I think I know where my stuff is, police. And you use the GPS trackers to track down your stuff, you get their money and your stuff back, and... Now your enemies are in jail. Spy garage sale. Pretty smart. (laughs) So 
only your enemies came to the garage sale? No, no, Cam. Uh, anyone who's dumb enough to come to Ryland's garage sale, he dubs them his enemy. They've never met before. They're perfectly innocent. Old women looking to get their grandchildren a birthday present or something, or just passersby. Uh, do you think you'd give me this thousand-piece puzzle for five dollars instead of ten? And Ryland says, you are my greatest nemesis. <laughs> I worry that Ryland has done this already. <laughs> I know Ryland has done this already. <laughs> what can I say? Maybe I was the spy among us this whole time, you know? Do you know how many times I've sold this corkscrew and then bought it, got it back through the police? Like, it, oh, I, this corkscrew has got me $50 at least. Thank you. At what point do the police get wary of the fact that they've come to a garage sale three times where the person was selling stuff that he geotagged with trackers? You know, Robertson, it's pretty interesting that every single person we've arrested for theft says they bought it at a garage sale. And this guy does have a bunch of fresh garage sale signs in his garage. All right, y'all. Well, I have a lifestyle tip in honor of our spytacular. And also an honor of second week of Spider Pride uh, Month. Best month of the year. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, if you're living that spy lifestyle, you should also be living the lifestyle of the trapdoor spider. That's oh, right, it's Spider Pride Month. Oh, yeah. So, the spider has a trapdoor in it? So, here's the thing trapdoor spiders. Uh, use their silken abilities to burrow little holes in the ground. And then they silk together local flora and fauna uh, and sediment and dirt and twigs and stuff to make a little lid for the oh trap door. God. And then they out, lay out little silken trap lines out from their tunnel so that when any little thing comes a tip tapping by, they feel it in their trap lines. And as soon as something gets close enough for them to grab, they pop and open their trap door, grab their lunch, pull it into their tunnel so they can eat while they're watching Netflix. What the hell? Yeah, dog. Trapdoor spider. And I think we could all learn to live a little bit more like the spider with the trapdoor. Okay? Don't wait. Don't run out to them. You set up your defense. You make a little hole for yourself. You hide yourself perfectly, and you wait for them to come to you. Cam, as a world-class spy, I agree with that sentiment. As a human person, take off my spy hat, put on my human person hat, you have this propensity for referring to spiders as little eight-legged puppies and never has a Labrador <laughs> made itself a little hidey hole and then sucked me into it when I tripped one of the wires. Oh, my God. <laughs> That'd be so no. cute that would be. if you were walking in the backyard and you're like, Rex, where'd you go, Rex? <laughs> and then you hear a little shuffling of leaves and a trap door opens up and the puppy grabs you and suddenly you're in the pitch black with this big puppy giving you kisses. Yeah, I'm sure that's, that's what so happens cute. when the trapdoor spider pulls in a centipede and it's just giving it kisses down there. I bet that... It's so cute! I bet that spider does pull them in to like feed to its children. And in this case, you'd be pulled into a den of... 
puppies like and you'd be just rolling around in puppies oh that'd be really cute i think we're really mixing our metaphors here with the (laughs) actual reality of the situation and i feel like we are endorsing and normalizing spider behavior and i don't want that well that's kind of the opposite of spider pride month (laughs) dylan so maybe be a little more open-minded to the hole full of puppies waiting to suck you in uh a spider with a spy door live it Okay, well, this is still the tip section, but I like your enthusiasm, and I'll say spider the spy door, live it. I'm going to say that's a huge, gigantic leave it. I've got a tip for you guys this week. It is leave the espionage to the espions, the the espies. No. I went through a phase of being a spy myself. I am no longer, uh, and happily so. There was a time, a specific time in my life where I remember uh, someone I was dating and I had just uh, had, uh, we're just settling in for a long winter's nap. And that person got up and went to the shower. And then I picked up that person's phone and I was like, hmm, I'll just, I'll just see who this person's texting. And I, and I opened that phone up and I was looking at this through this little text thread. And uh, then I was like, oh. Oh, look at that. There's, oh, we're talking about me. Oh, there's my name. Uh-oh. Oh, we're talking, oh, we're talking about my penis. We're talking about details about my penis oh. that are being shared with other people. Yeah. And so I just want to say to everyone, you should only do the spying if you are a spy and that's your job <laughs> and you're getting a salary for it because espionage does not pay if you are a civilian. That's my tip. Leave the espionage to the spies. So- are you saying that I can be paid to read other people's conversations about my own penis? And so, see, here's the thing with that, Ryland, is details about your penis are a matter of national security. <laughs> now, you might be considered a double agent in that because you got you kind of got some some skin in both sides of the game. Yeah, because I got the double penis. I got that double penis. <laughs> That's classified. That's classified. Don't be talking about that before I leak these pics. Oh, gross. I don't want to hear about your leaky pics. I'm the, I'm the Edward oh, Snowden no. of Ryland Stick Picks. Nope. No. Oh, God, it's true. He is. Now, Dylan, this is interesting because I have oft heard of professional spies being burned, hmm. but this is the first time I, I knew of a amateur spy getting burned. Oh, it's a thing, Cam. That's why you need that CIA OSS KGB training because if you're just out there trying to do it willy-nilly, that's that's day one at CAI CIA Central Intelligence Training Day. Rule number one, here's a fake dick. Use this one instead. Yeah. Ooh, do you think dick pics get used to bribe people for secret? Mm. <laughs> yeah, I bet. I forget the name of the guy, but the Russians once invited the president of this country to Russia for like no negotiations. Oh, yeah. And while he was there, they uh, sent paid women to his room uh-huh. to have sex with sure. him. And they wired up the room for recording and they recorded the whole thing. And so on the guy's plane trip back, they started playing the video on the airplane. What? So yeah, so they get to like to like bribe him, like, this is what we have on you. And he said, 
Well, this is great. Can you make me copies of the show, everybody? <laughs> that man's name? Marlon and Moore. it failed completely. Really? And isn't that beautiful? Yeah. It was a failed attempt at spy work because in order to blackmail a guy, he has to feel ashamed. Did that, did that video get released? Not I mean, that, I'm not. he won't stop sending it to me. So, yes, <laughs> it did. Okay. Good for him. I'm confused, Cam. Are you talking about... Our current president. Is that what you're talking about? That's where I thought this was going as well. No, it's a different guy. It was a different country. I can't remember. I should really remember the details of this story, but I don't want the audience to be too satisfied. Ah. Bill Clinton said, hey, hey, I like those videos. (laughs) That's him on the saxophone. Did you guys know that Bill Clinton only learned how to play the saxophone because he puts his mouth on everything? Okay. And right. that's right. the only thing that's making lifestyle. Thanks for that chain email, Grandma. <laughs> I got a lifestyle for you guys. Okay. So when I say the word spy, a lot of things come to mind, right? Duplicity. Trapdoor spiders. Trapdoor spiders. <laughs> Nationalism. Holes full of puppies. Blackjack. Ryland's, Ryland's fake penis pics. <laughs> Cocktails served neat. Maybe an old woman telling you to take the shot on a phone. What? But all these oh, things yeah. are obviously second fiddle to the main component of a spy lifestyle. Because everyone knows being a spy is all about them gadgets so i'm gonna walk y'all through some real life Uh gadgets that have uh, been used by intelligence agencies like the oss the cia and even the kgb oh hell yeah oh hell yeah this first one i got for you it's got a little story attached to it on a september evening in london 1978 Georgi Markov, a prize-winning Bulgarian author and BBC broadcaster who had been classified as a, quote, non-person by the communist <laughs> authorities, was waiting alongside commuters for a bus on Waterloo Bridge when he felt a stinging pain in his thigh and a heavily built stranger dropped an umbrella, mumbled, sorry, and fled in a taxi. Markov thought little of it, continued on his journey home and was dead of a high fever three days later. The murder weapon, it turned out, was a deadly umbrella containing a hidden pneumatic device that was able to inject a small poisonous dart containing ricin into its targets. Well, now, I know Dylan and Ryland have both commented on my habit of tackling any person I see who is dry while it's raining outside. Because here's the thing. If you're dry, that means you have an umbrella and I can't risk it. No. Yeah. Rule, rule number two after keep an eye on those dick pics of being a spy is no umbrellas allowed. We have a zero tolerance Rule number policy. two is wet ones are your friend. <laughs> Did you know also that uh, Rihanna's umbrella was a reenactment of the scene? <gasps> oh, my It was my the gosh. guy saying, umbrella, Ella, Ella, A, A, Ella. <laughs> <laughs> that was just a dying. training video for CIA agents. <laughs> they just watch it and they're like, so now you guys know. Another thing I found, because all of my gadgets are from kind of mid-century, mid-20th mid century. Back then, spies 
loved cameras, cameras, cameras. You guys, I couldn't get enough of these cameras. They had this miniature 35 millimeter camera that fit inside a little pack of Parliament cigarettes. There was a miniature camera that was manufactured in Switzerland and it went inside a modified tobacco pouch. There was a camera disguised as a jacket button. This was a little bit earlier on as in the 20s. It was built into a trench coat that could be clicked using a button in the pocket. There was a wristwatch designed by the Germans in 1949. The top half is a regular watch and flip it over. On the inside is a little shutter and some buttons that you can take photos with. U.S. Air Force operatives had a cigarette lighter camera in World War II. And to use it, you just point it at what you want to take a picture of and flick that little lighter. And my favorite camera during World War II, operatives would strap a lightweight camera to pigeons and send them flying over what they wanted to take pictures of. And these cameras would take hundreds of photos and they were super detailed because they could fly hundreds of feet lower than airplanes that had spy cameras aboard. Yeah. And you know, if those pigeons who served their country could see their pigeon offspring today on Instagram making fools of themselves, <laughs> they'd be ashamed. Yeah, yeah. If I could put a camera in anything, I think it'd have to be my phone think about oh it right we're holding gosh. our phones all the time you guys what if those had cameras no, in them that would never catch on hell, dude that would never hell. catch on also don't you guys think it's kind of ooky spooky that like back in mid 20th century they had these tiny little cameras that could fit inside of all these regular objects and that was like what 1950 so that was like 100 years ago now what there's probably three operatives from every agency in your room with you right now as you listen to this oh my god most recently cameras come in a tube as a paste that they can uh, (laughs) smear onto things they can smear a thin layer of cameras all over anything yeah 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 that's why you always wear your fake dick keep those true dick pics secret Mm -hmm. you know what cam while you got your fake dick that's one part of your CIA uniform. And when they tell me I was going on a suicide mission, I said, I gotta have my fake dick. <laughs> You're not sending me into the field without my fake dick. Then flip flip that agent around. What's the other part of his CIA uniform? That would be the... Fake butt? Close, Ryland. That would be the CIA anal toolkit. What? This handy and portable toolkit was designed to be concealed anally by CIA agents during the Cold War. It contained an array of small metal knives, saws, and lock picking rods that were encapsulated in a metal pill like container, and the tools could be used to escape captivity. Wow. And you know how that started, right? No, tell me. They were they were like, hey, let's see, let's put a camera in there. And then they were like <laughs> Wait a second, we can't see These anything. These pics are too dark. <laughs> <laughs> so they changed it to something no, more useful. Yeah. Ryland, like a bunch of it's not fair to spread lies on this factual podcast, okay? <laughs> Everyone knows that aliens were abducting Americans and probing their tissues to help the war effort. Because aliens said, how can we help defeat the axis of evil? I know. We'll check out all the spots on the humans to see if they can fit a toolbox up in there. And only after years of testing on unsuspecting farmers did they figure out where they could shove a screwdriver. Here we go. Thank you, aliens, for helping us get out of jail. You know what would be a handy thing? Like, okay, so that's back in the mid 
20th century, right? And we were just putting that right. up butts. If I could put something up a secret agent's butt now, <laughs> it'd be a phone, right? Yeah. Think about how useful that would be. And maybe that phone has a camera in it so you can talk to someone and take pictures that's pretty smart it might not get you out of a jail or a prison cell or anything but you got you get angry birds on there you you can pass the time while your your buddies kind of figure it out you know can you imagine seeing a guy there he's sitting there with his arm crossed and everyone's while just kind of seems to like tense up old runt you're like hey robertson what are you doing Playing Angry Birds. <laughs> oh, no. Ah. Well, you guys, we got the Insectahopter. No. Yes, it was <laughs> a microphone the size of a bead that hides in the head of a fake dragonfly. Oh, my gosh. It's so cute. <laughs> right? They have these little fake dragonflies. This is real BTW using a mini engine. It could fly, okay, it could only fly 650 feet for 60 seconds via a remote control. (laughs) And though its wide wingspan allowed for it to take flight easily, the CIA couldn't control it, even in like a light five mile per hour crosswind. So they never deployed it. But Mm. they do say it represents the first insect used for surveillance in the 1970s. So... You know, what else are they hiding microphones in? That cockroach, that stink bug, you know, it's like it's 2018 now, so they could probably make that stuff pretty small. That's true. Don't they have like literally remote control cockroaches now? Oh, I believe it. Here's the thing is if you're going to make spy equipment, Uh you don't want to put it in the thing that people... Well, their immediate reaction is to smash it. <laughs> You've selected the one thing in the environment that when a person sees it, they're like, crush, must crush. Here's what you do. You want to get the spy equipment. You make it something dear to them that they want to hang on to. OK, so we'll take these phones. OK, we'll cram a camera in there. OK, maybe a touch screen so that it's something to touch and it's tactile and people like that. It's fun. OK, and then we put our spy equipment in there. And then instead of smashing our spy equipment, people will be like, oh, I love this spy equipment. Oh, I can't do anything without the spy equipment. <laughs> Keep it with me all the time. Yeah. You're playing Angry Birds. Well. <laughs> I'm winning. High oh, record. <laughs> See, I can't speak for people in other parts of the world, but I know us three Colorado boys. How often do we see dragonflies where we're Zero. from? Not too often. Yeah. Yeah, they can't get on up there. If you see one, it's like seeing a unicorn. So mm-hmm. for me, my reaction every time I see a dragonfly is like, oh, baby, baby, like like I'm giving you angles. Take the shot, like record everything I'm saying, dragonfly microphone. Right. But I don't know. Maybe people who live in swampy lands are like swatting at them. I don't know. Dylan, huh? you've made a great point. Yeah. We need to make a spy corn. Build our own horse with a horn. We can hide the antenna and the recording equipment in the horn. And some anal tools. It's walking straight up to Mussolini. Mussolini's like, no, he can be here for the secret docs. He's so elegant and graceful. It's a pleasure. The unicorn's programmed with just a couple pre-recorded phrases so it can walk up to world leaders. And while they're, oh my god, it's a unicorn, it can just say... What are the nuclear codes? <laughs> Human, what are the nuclear codes? When that unicorn's clomping on up to a world leader it's got a spy on, is 
where are the nuclear codes? And then it reaches into its little horsey purse. And it, <laughs> it's got a purse. It's got a horsey purse <laughs> and it pulls out just a little bit of lipstick. And bang, that leader is dead because it was the kiss of death. That's right, folks. It's a 4.5 millimeter gun that is mounted in a tube of lipstick. KGB agents actually used these in the Cold War and the weapon's existence was first discovered at this border crossing in West Berlin. If you twist the bottom of this lipstick tube, it fires a single bullet. I just love the image of KGB scientists going like... What would really fuck with their heads? I know the unicorn pulls out some lipstick. What it's gonna put? It doesn't have lips. It's gonna put lipstick on. It's like no, it's a gun. It's a gun. <laughs> now you're dead and confused. <laughs> because you're like, how did that horse use its hooves to twist that lipstick? Too? How did it reach into its purse? The strap is not that long. There's a lot of stuff that's wrong with it. But deploy the unicorns. I don't know. I d- you guys pro- promise not to judge me, okay? Okay, yeah. Are unicorns real? I feel like they just could be, <laughs> you know? We've got deers. Those are basically like a step away from unicorns. I feel like there must have been unicorns too, but it was just like a tooth that grew up through the, <gasps> the horse's brain and then came out of its skull. You're talking about a horsey narw, a narw horse. <laughs> yes, yes, a narhorse. Because if we have unicorns underwater, why don't we have unicorns on the land? It's the same <sighs> thing, yeah. right? We're still on Earth. That if we have out. unicorns underwater, how come we don't have flying unicorns, Ramland? <gasps> oh, shit, dude. Fuck. Imagine Toucan Sam. His underbite grows up through his skull and then it comes out of his forehead. Toucan Sam, the unicorn. And every time it opens its mouth, it has to <laughs> pull its bottom <gasps> oh, jaw out oh, through its forehead. Oh, no. And then stab it back through. Ryland, you've created a terrible oh, beast. Oh, that's awful. But he'd get used to it. Let me get used to it. Okay, guys, I got one last gadget for you. It's my favorite gadget. Go. This gadget is called Charlie. (laughs) In the 1990s, the CIA developed Charlie to collect underwater signals from enemy crafts. (gasps) Charlie was (laughs) what? A robot catfish. (gasps) Oh. No, that's so beautiful. It was so beautiful. You got to see its face. Look up Charlie on your free time. But it was controlled by a radio remote. The catfish contained a microphone in the body and a propulsion system in the tail. It is adorable and completely was used at one point. Oh, my God. And uh, but they were like, they're like, how could we make this better? How could because sometimes our enemies aren't in the water. They're like, oh, I got it. Okay, (laughs) take the whiskers off and put it on a plaque and put it on a wall Uh and let's call it Big Billy Mouth Bass or whatever the fuck that thing is called. (laughs) Billy Mouth Bass. You know what? (laughs) Why? Why has this got to be a one way street? Why does Charlie just got to listen to everybody all the time? What if Charlie could discourse with you and go? (laughs) 
<laughs> what, what would you see? Jeremiah was a bullfrog. You know, there's nothing more suspicious than a fish on a wall that can't sing. <laughs> Jeremiah was a bullfrog. Oh, what? This fish is too good to talk to us? Wait a second. <laughs> Just imagine being the confused country bumpkin to come up out of the lake oh, with yeah. that robo piece on your wrist. Fixing Charlie. 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 Yeah. I my so Charlie's obviously perfect. Spy technology does not get any better than Charlie. <laughs> but in my mind, okay, what are we using Charlie for to intercept uh underwater signals from enemy crafts? Sounds like the ocean, am I right? Yeah, yeah. So why are we putting a catfish, a renowned North American freshwater fish, in the ocean? I think if I was wearing the Russian sub, and I'm not going to try to do a Russian accent, but they're like, we're getting this like weird little blip on the radar. Do you want to just open the open the, the the sunroof and we can see what's going on? And he's like, yeah, sure. And they put out the little paragliders, the periscopes, and they're like, okay, dolphin, dolphin, <laughs> jellyfish, squid catfish wait why is there a catfish who why did this catfish get lost in the baltic sea what is this catfish doing i do think it is a step up from unicorn with lipstick though mm, <laughs> no we'll agree to disagree that on that unicorn one. with lipstick killed a lot of world <laughs> leaders i don't know here's the thing dylan is i think uh you know a little too much and maybe you should run, 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 because you might know just a little bit too much. Because you don't find catfish in the sea. You find catfish in the same biome for whatever they're looking for. Now, what would the CIA have interest in that also lives in the same area as catfish? Alligators. <laughs> Stink ape. Oh. They're after okay. the And so this ape. is why... Charlie was discontinued. Come up, I bet they got another remote control woodland creature. What about them raccoons or sloths or something? Something that's going to catch Stink Ape on land. Oh no. This is dangerous though because you know Stink Ape is collecting every single one of these robotic animals and making himself into Mecha Stink Ape. No, no. <laughs> Oh no, there's a stinking Zord? Yes, there's a stinking Zord. And he's got, he's covered in cameras and microphones. Watch out! <laughs> Watch out, he's going to observe you. He's already leveled half of Louisiana. So Stink Ape's got like a little CIA Stink Ape base set up in swamps somewhere, and he's mm -hmm. collecting intelligence on the intelligence He's collectors. looking at all of your dick pics. Is Stink Ape the... Uh, the Snowden of the swamps. <laughs> Swamp Snowden. Uh, yeah, he has to be. Yes. Yes. Is the answer to the question. Okay. Well, it's kind of silly that I even got to ask, but it's the format of the show. Having gizmos and gadgets. Have, having your cameras, 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 having your lipstick shooter, your insectahopter, your anal toolkit. Guys, gadget spy, live it or leave it, is a live it for me. Spoiler. I gotta have to say, all, having all those futuristic tools and gadgets helping you to multitask and achieve your goals in everyday life, <laughs> it's gotta be a big old. Oh no. 
livid. <laughs> and I just hit a high score. Oh. And I know for sure uh, when I'm in prison. <laughs> I'm going to be wanting to play win. my Nintendo Switch. <laughs> it is a win. It is a win. I'm going to want to play my Nintendo Switch. Switch. Um, and so, you know uh, that I'm going to be smuggling that in, in my anal cavity. And just when they think they got it, out comes another and another and another. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a good spy, baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm chock full of Nintendo Switches. Switch. God. So, yeah, I'm definitely gonna live it. Rylan's just a gaping fountain of Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got more switches than Stink Ape's got cameras. <laughs> oh, who's got that next juicy spy I tip do. I need? I do. All right, y'all. For this week's spy extravaganza, for this week's spy tacular, <laughs> we're gonna be doing. A head on head, live it or leave it. Okay, mm. I'm gonna give you two competing lifestyles. You can't pick both. You can only pick Uh-oh. one. Oh, okay. Both of these are spy lifestyles, but they're so oppositional to each other that you can't do both. Okay. okay, so you can choose to either live your spy lifestyle in the style of James Bond, who walks around telling people, "Oh, hey, what's up." I'm a spy. Would you like to have sex with me? Because you would be having sex with a spy. Which seems like a great way to live your spy life. Sure. Or you can choose to live the spy life lived by the 13,000 people, about 3,200 of which were women who were members of the Special Operations Executive. Started during World War II under the Minister of Economic Warfare, Hugh Dalton. It was the secret spy military started by Churchill. It was called Churchill's Secret Army, the Baker Street Irregulars, or the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. And and many of these 3,200 women who joined were like 19-something, 20-something years old and joined in on the war effort. And because of the, ugh, I forget the name of the act, but UK has this crazy act that keeps stuff locked up tight in regards to their uh, spy activity. So until just recently in the last couple decades, have these women who were spies during World War II finally been able to come forward and tell their tales. Hell yeah. So a lot of them were living their whole lives with like mothers who were like, you remember how you kind of wasted your 20s and did nothing? They'd be like, yeah, you know me, mom. I was just doing nothing through my 20s. I was just a lazy piece of shit. Their moms died and they never got to tell them. Husbands (laughs) died. They never got to tell them. They probably have kids and stuff who died without knowing they were a spy. And imagine that you're going through a time in the culture of the world in which civil rights is happening, feminism is taking hold, and so you have men who are like, well, you can't do anything, and you're not allowed to say, well, fuck you, I was a spy, and I choked a German with my bare hands. (laughs) (laughs) So an example of one of these ladies is Helen Taylor Thompson. If you Google Helen Taylor Thompson, you can see a Foreman interview with her. Loved him on Tool Time. I got Damn it, I hate you, Ryland. You can see a four-minute interview with her. This lady's amazing, and she's hilarious to listen to speak because she's so full of vinegar and verve. Uh, After the war, she started running a hospital. 
And in the 80s, when financial cuts closed the hospital, she requested to keep running it as a charity hospital. And it was one of the first and later one of the largest hospitals treating the early AIDS epidemic. Whoa. And it was the location where that famous photo was taken with Princess Di shaking the hands of the guy who had AIDS. Whoa. And you can see this lady in the background, Helen Taylor Thompson. Right. I remember that lady and thinking like, oh, that lady thinks this is totally crazy. (laughs) But no, she was down to clown. She was clowning 24 seven nonstop and a secret spy. I shouldn't call it clowning to. uh, to, So I just revoke. She was just cool. She was cool. People continue. (laughs) No, in spy lingo, clown means really, really cool because you say things opposite. You have to go to this underground blackjack tournament and we want you to be real clown about it. <laughs> you got to clown it up. All of the biggest arms dealers in the world are going to be there and we need you to really clown around down there. <laughs> These clowns are not messing around. I need you to get serious and clown around. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys. So two lifestyles. You can either live it to Dean James Bond and just telling people immediately, hey, what's up on the spy? Got any secrets I can have? Or are you going to be a spy like Helen Taylor Thompson and never tell anyone for decades just because you're a badass who sticks to their word always. Take your pick. You know, this is a really tough one for me because James Bond is the type of person that will find out that someone was a sex slave for their whole life and then he'll sneak into their their house and get in their shower with them in there without asking for permission and then later in the movie when that woman who he took advantage of gets shot in the head he'll make a joke about it and say oh that was a waste of good whiskey and this is a recent movie by the way is that yes this is like the like two movies ago in the james bond universe it's fucking disgusting and i hate (sighs) that okay so sorry james bond but you can fuck right off to poopy pull okay and i'm gonna be a woman spy you can call me Jaundice. Nope. Jaundice. No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I will uh, not call you that. They call her Jaundice, the liver killer. Okay. She wastes you with whiskey, and then she says that wasn't a waste of whiskey. Oh my god. I mean, speaking of names, out the gate, like who's got the doper name to whisper to someone uh, when you're like rescuing them? They're like, "Wow, uh, gee, thanks. What what can I call you? Who do I have to thank?" It's like James Bond, or you could be like Helen Taylor Thompson. <laughs> like r- three names, tons of syllables. It got that alliteration in there, just a little Ooh. little flip. It's like she's got the cooler name for sure. For sure. And I think if you really drag it out. You're so brave and powerful. What's your name? Thompson. Taylor Thompson. (laughs) Helen Taylor Thompson. (laughs) Now, maybe the only downfall to that name is by the time she has finished that whole slow release name reveal, they are under fire again. (laughs) Helen Taylor Thompson has to take her damsel to another location. And that's the problem, is that in this hypothetical, we're really forgetting how professional Helen Taylor Thompson was. So really, it would be... You saved me. Who are you? You don't hear shit because she's too busy doing spycraft. Mm, true. 
yeah. 80, 70 years later. I can't, I was going to look up the exact date these records became public and these <sighs> spies were able to start talking about their experiences. But then I thought, wouldn't it be better to not look it up and give the audience a reason to send me angry emails? <laughs> so if you're shouting at the radio uh, the date these records became public, why don't you email that to Ryland? Lifefileshow at gmail.com. Well, I file show at gmail.com. I have it memorized. Um, so here's the thing is that you wouldn't hear anything until like 80 years later, an old woman in a leather jacket would knock over <laughs> your front door. She'd spit her toothpick on your living room floor and she'd say, Thompson, Taylor Thompson, <laughs> Helen Taylor Thompson. <laughs> oh, and it's like the sickest reveal for grandkids. It's like, and for Christmas, oh. I'm going to tell you a secret, okay? I was a spy, and if you're a bad kid, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Grandma! Cam, do we know when Thompson Taylor Thompson Helen Taylor Thompson was active? Uh, it was somewhere between 1900 and 2000 was when she was in active service <laughs> for Her Majesty's Secret Operations Executive. Somewhere between then. Okay. Uh, I'm seeing that she she started on Home Improvement the same oh, year that Andy Taylor was. Water. 1998? See, this is good spycraft. This is good spycraft, because she has us confused and fighting each other. <laughs> I found uh, James Bond, November 1920 was when he was born. Bam, like that. We're trying to figure out when Thompson Taylor, Thompson Taylor, Thompson Taylor, <laughs> Helen Thompson Taylor was Jonathan. born, and you just get confused. <laughs> and in this day and age, that's hard. If you Googled my name, all the stupid-ass memes I've been posting since I was 12 will all come flooding right to your yeah. viewfinders. And apparently she was also in Eight Simple Rules for Dating God, My Teenage no. Daughter in 2004. Oh my God. <laughs> I, I ask because I'm just trying to triangulate what some of the uh, weapons uh, Thompson, Taylor, oh, Taylor yeah. Thompson, Helen Thompson, oh, Taylor she Thomas. She definitely had a lipstick gun. She had to. I, I think she had she had to have like multiple, right? She had a whole makeup bag Ooh. with her and she'd get in an altercation. And oh, do you think she had a clip? Do you think she had a bandolier of lipstick on her at all <laughs> oh, times? Yes. And she just. <laughs> <laughs> Every yeah. shade of death. Ooh, the name of her first movie in the series that we are going to start now. Oh, and she plays her own self in the film. <laughs> Oh, She's still yeah. spry. He's still spry as a 19-year-old girl. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> well, shoosh. That's a no-brainer for me. I mean. Speaking of no-brainers, I mean, talking about her with you guys, I'm inspired. I gotta give it a leave it to live in the James Bond spy life. And I gotta yes. give it a live it to Thompson Taylor Helen. Helen Taylor Thompson. Yeah, I I think like living a dope secret life of service of 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 living a secret life of espionage and then going on to start a hospital and taking care of other people and just spending your whole life trying to make sure other people are safe and taken care of it's a live it for helen thompson hell Tom thompson taylor thompson helen taylor thompson yeah i've decided that james bond is my new uh what was that guy's name who I said? Oh, yeah. We can't even remember. Yeah, I can't remember. But he's my new one. So fuck James Bond. That's a leave it, okay? <laughs> and live it to Helen Taylor Thompson, baby. Woo! 
All right, I've got a lifestyle for you guys, okay? Have you guys ever heard of the TV show The Americans? Yes. No, actually. Okay, well, it's an FX show. It's a show on FX. It's an FX show. Hmm. And it's uh, it's about Russian spies living in America, and it takes place in the 1980s during the Cold War. Okay? But this is actually, this TV show is based on true events. However, those events of Russian spies living in America, they did not take place in the 1980s. These Russian spies were arrested in 2010. Okay? But they were like, let's place the show in the 80s because that's what people think of when they think of Russian spies. They don't think of 2010. Yes, what? Do you do you think that uh, the Cold War took place in the 1980s? Is that what you're saying? No, I'm saying my butthole <laughs> is gaping. Now you have to edit it out. <laughs> So there. I <laughs> <laughs> got you, bitch. Uh, no, I'm just going to leave Ryland confessing to the Cold War being in the 1980s and the fact that he has a when, gaping butthole. When was it? Continue. Cold War years. Did it not continue into the 80s? 1947 to 1991. So, yes. Oh. Mm. I want to say we all... We all learned to stop worrying and love the bomb in the 40s, though. So that's my Cold War. I remember so many people in 1940 were like, man, I love this bomb. (laughs) Cannot get enough (laughs) of the bomb. When did the Cuban Missile Crisis happen? That was in the 60s. So that was a while before the 80s. Okay. Was Cuban Missile Crisis a Cold War event? Yeah, it was. We were worried that uh, Russia would bomb us from Cuba. Oh, that's right. I'm going to edit this part out where I look stupid, but we'll make sure we keep the Ryland part <laughs> no! in it. <laughs> Even though I was right. Yeah. Speaking of Ryland, could you real quick just uh, say into the mic just real quick? I like I like to pierce my own nipples. Okay, so. Real good, thank you. These Russian spies were actually discovered in 2010. People would not think that we had Russian spies living among us that recently. And and I mean, wouldn't we? Well, now didn't we just have yeah, an election? Exactly. Like things Russians? have only worsened since 2010. So you think there's fewer spies now than there were in 2010? And there were definitely spies then. So there have to be spies now. Okay. So what we're gonna do right now is do a pop quiz. Okay. Russian spy or not Russian spy? We're gonna test <laughs> our Russian spy <laughs> sniffing abilities. Okay. All right. And, okay, and now, this is the... are you, Ryland, are you familiar with the na- man named MacArthur? <laughs> oh, yeah. In memory of the Red Scare, I present Russian Spy Pop Squiz. Pop <laughs> Squiz. <laughs> and also, to all you government agents listening, you can stop scrubbing through the track now. This is the part where you can just take out your pen and paper, and Ryland's going to give you all the answers you guys have been looking for for the past couple of years. All right. Okay, here we go. Number one. A man who loves swinging and orgies. <laughs> Russian spy or not Russian spy? <laughs> what do you? <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like a, a sexual deviant to me. I bet he's a Ruski. <laughs> okay, Dylan says a Ruski. I'll, I'll keep track of the score now. So, Ryland, are you asking me if every man who likes swinging and orgies is a Russian spy? I'm describing. You have someone in mind. This is a real life person. And I'm giving you traits of this person. And if you think they're a spy, then you can say so. And if not, it is a person. I have a person in mind. 
Cam, do you think for a fucking second that a real American would do anything besides missionary sex with the aim of producing more offspring? You fucking sick communist bitch. You've done this before. This isn't your first red scare, is it? No, I've been looking forward to this for a while. All right, Cam, spy or not spy? Um, well, here's my problem. Cam? Spy. Because he's looking at a list, and he either looked up a list of spies and found that one of them was into orgies and swinging, or he just Googled a list of people who are into swinging and orgies as his not-spy list, and I'm just hoping that for some reason he's making me talk to him about swinging and orgies. So, Hail Mary pass to this being a spy. Ding, ding, ding. It is a spy. Ah, well, imagine gotcha. that. Almost like he pulled the ballista spies and is just reading them off to us. Carl he is a good Kocher. American, Cam. Carl Kocher. He was born in Czechoslovakia, immigrated to the United States to work as an analyst and translator for the CIA, and he loved having orgies. In fact, other CIA operatives would go to the same orgies as him and participate to get information on him. That's what I call working on the job. Uh, working on the job. So, <laughs> so I was under the impression we were doing our American duty of ferreting out all the Russians that walk amongst us. Are you just trying to find out spies? Did you go find a bunch of spies of real identities and now we're revealing them live on air? I went, I went to the silkroad.com and I just googled I, I put up I put up a chat said, "Hey, who's a spy here?" <laughs> and got the info of these Cam, people. Look what you did. You introduced Rylan to the Silk Road last week and now he's he's gone and done it. Okay, it no, happened the, so quick. These are historical spies that have been ferreted out already. However, I feel like we can use their traits and apply them to other people to figure out if they're a spy or not, okay? Wow, you the Red just Scare can never 2. keep 0. your story straight, can you? <laughs> how, many of these, how many of these spies were ferreted out by taking a couple of ferrets, tying their pants <laughs> off at the bottom, and just dumping them on them? Is that what you mean? Yes, that's what I did to all of these people via the silkroad.com. Okay. <laughs> okay, number two. Born in Butte, Montana, but of German mm. descent. Known thrill seeker that worked as a Sir Kill guide to support his family. I would like to know what a Sir Kill guide is. I'm glad you asked. So have you heard of survival guides? This is a Sir Kill guide. And what he does is he takes out and he's going to kill whatever you want him to kill. <laughs> and if he doesn't, you get your money back. What? Wait, <laughs> no. So I go camping with this guy and I can just point at other campers or someone's dog or any wildlife I see and be like, go kill this person did get in trouble for poaching. So, yes, I think oh you God. can just point at whatever, except for maybe a human. I'm not sure. Maybe that's in the fine print. OK, so spy or not spy. Yeah. So, Ryan, this is a tough one because you did tell me that he has a bunch of outdoor survival skills. And you did tell me that he is well skilled at killing. And you did tell me that he seems to have a loose moral compass and uh, dangerous skills for hire. And you did tell me that you were reading him from a list of spies who had been ferreted out. So I'm going to go with my gut here and say he's a spy. And see, Cam, I'm going to go ahead and disagree with you there because the little story Ryland just told us sounds like a story someone would tell me. And then he'd go... 
Anyways, now I'm here. Uh, you can go down the water slide now, and he'd lift up the rope, and you'd be like, "What the fuck?" And then you'd go down and get a corn dog later. Yeah, I was a Sir Kill guy, and it's your turn. <laughs> go <laughs> exactly. So I think this is just an eccentric Montanian, and I say no spy. All right, it was not a spy. It is actually Evil Knievel. <laughs> oh fuck you! You're Where so is she now? Shit. What is evil up to? Uh, a dead? I'm pretty sure dead. <gasps> oh, he did not. He was not a circular guy. He was. I, this is true no. facts. I looked up on his Wikipedia page, and that is trustworthy. Is he? How did he die? Did someone? Did he get circular? I think he did get circular. No, I think he just died of old peopleness. Okay, that's good. Huh. Drowned by old people. Yeah, he died from uh, idiopathic pulmonary fibrosis. So there you have it, folks. Whoa, that sounds like something you could embed in the tip of an umbrella. That's true. Next one. Uh, born in Connecticut, Anne was a sexy librarian. Spy or spy. not spy? Spy, 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 spy. Can't Anytime spy? you see a sexy librarian. Trick question. That's Tina Fey. Next. <laughs> Dylan says not spy. Okay. It was a spy. Elizabeth no! Bentley. She was studying abroad in Italy and joined a communist party and came back to America, worked as a librarian in the daytime and would seduce men working for the government for secrets at nighttime. Dope. Um, that's kind of hot and cool. Follow up question. Do you guys think it's possible to be a sexy librarian? And a dude? Have you ever oh, heard yeah. of that? Ever? I think that's definitely yeah, possible. Yeah, if you if you stood behind a reference desk right now, it'd be so hot. Oh, Hell that's yeah. all I have to do. Okay. Yeah. What? Oh, and I feel like I have to wear glasses. You know what my favorite <laughs> thing is? Is when people are like, "God, I love nerds. I just love fucking nerdy like nerd people. They make me so horny." And what they really mean is they want like a hot person who has all this secret communist information <laughs> and they go to the gym 19 times a day and then they just put a pair of glasses on. That's like what nerd means. Yes. That reminds me of this person that was born in Urbana, Missouri, was in the army and worked for the FBI and was a big dumb goofball. Why or not? This, this sounds like this person is guilty of war crimes and is trying to describe themselves to a jury. Be like, I'm in the <laughs> army. I may have moved some money around the way I shouldn't have. And I'm just a silly boy. That's a spy. Okay, don't say spy. Cam? All right. Well, so far you've been alternating the list A, B, A, B. And, Using those uh, SAT techniques. And leaving all of the ones that sound like spies, you know, like the Sir Kill guy <laughs> who sounds like a spy. And this guy was literally in the FBI and the Army. So I think you're trying to do another bait and switch and stick to your A, B, A, B pattern. So I'm going to say not a spy. Hmm. Well, it turns out he was a spy. Oh, I'm a better you. test designer than you think. Uh, <laughs> Earl Edwin Pitts. Uh, he was a spy that worked for the FBI. And so get this. He found a camera that was like they were trying to figure out if he was a spy or not. So they put a camera in his ceiling in his office and he found that camera 
And he was like, oh, don't, I wonder what this is. And then just took it out and put money in that same spot in the ceiling. Cause he was just like, oh, nobody must be on to me. I'm just going to hide money up there. And he avoided getting caught the first time because they set up a sting operation where he was going to meet somebody in the library, but he went to the wrong part of the library and <laughs> was just waiting around being like, where are these guys? So, <laughs> and then he like, they didn't catch him cause he was in the wrong place. Cause he He's an idiot. So he's a big, dumb goofball, but he is a spy. Can you imagine being a spy and they say, what's your name? Pitts. <laughs> Edwin Pitts. <laughs> Edwin Pitts. And I do want to apologize because his name is Earl Edwin. The Pitts is in quotations. That is a nickname that he got. And let me tell you, as a sexy librarian who intercepted <laughs> him, you guys, he lives up to mm. Okay, how about this person? Okay, they were born in Atchison, Kansas. They worked with aeronautical engineers and traveled the world using technology people could not track. This sounds like Elon Musk. No, I think I think he's doing Spy Kids. I think he's doing Spy Kids. <laughs> oh, is it Amelia Earhart? No. Oh my God, Dylan, that's a star point for you. Woo! I got a star point. I didn't know there were levels to this point system. This is the best test. It is Amelia Earhart. I'm sorry I didn't give you a chance, Cam, but I was too excited for that star point. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, uh, yeah. People couldn't track her. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Well, okay, so we've ascertained it's Amelia Earhart. That doesn't answer the question. <gasps> you guys, is Amelia the, is she a spy? Do you, was she did she did she dip? Oh. Like after she got whatever information, wow. she was like she was like, "Hey Russian overlords, it's Amelia here." Um yeah, they're all pretty sexist over here. So mission mm. complete. I'm just going to head on but home not. now. And everyone was like, "Amelia, she's gone." <laughs> Really, she lived out the rest of her days in a con- comfy loft condo. Yeah, I feel like the rest of this list is going to be Elvis, Tupac, <laughs> and Biggie Smalls. Because Ryland is under the influence that if someone disappears, then they are obviously <laughs> hiding something, and ergo a spy. And by the way, respectively, those go communist, mind control device, spy, not spy. <laughs> Well, I don't want to believe Amelia Earhart was a spy because she was my childhood hero. I loved Amelia. So <gasps> rip. Did you do did you ever do reports on yes, her? Yes, I did do reports on Amelia Earhart. I loved that woman. You know who my report go to was I was Martin Luther King. Oh. I we we had like famous person in history day and I dressed up as Martin Luther King and went to school. Oh, that cute. is cute. I worked at a school and they had that same sort of thing, but all the kids pretended to be models in a museum and they couldn't talk unless you went up and pushed their button. <laughs> this sounds like a, a iteration of celebrity or like important person in history day that was completely devised as a vacation day for totally, teachers yes <laughs> totally was. were they in glass chambers too <laughs> glass boxes yeah they had the hamster feeding tubes coming down Ryland uh, worked at a school okay, with the <laughs> most hungover of any teachers in the state. That's a fact right there. Okay, how about this person? Born in Santa Monica, California. Worked as a professional parkour enthur- enthusiast and <laughs> horse it, rider. It's be Tupac. Is it Bam? Is it mm. Wee Man? Is <laughs> no, it... you can't earn any more star points, okay? I give out one star <laughs> point a test. What? I'm so close. I know the one that it is, and I can't remember spy his name. Or not Wait, spy. per person? Per person? Or just total oh, you one can, star point? You could point. get one, Cam. I'll let you get one. Hell yeah. 
Wee Good Man. Luck. No, it's Bim <laughs> <laughs> Professional parkour enthusiast and horse rider. Is it a spy or not spy? Why don't you tell us more things about the person? No, I can't. I think I say not spy. Not spy? Is this Edward Snowden? <laughs> <laughs> what do you say, Cam? <sighs> not spy. Not spy. It is not a spy. It is Toby oh. McGuire. <laughs> He worked as Spider-Man. It's a movie. <laughs> Seabiscuit is a movie. <laughs> he still worked at it. As it. I didn't say he, he was a real one, but okay. This spy performed abortions because <laughs> he said, no, it's the cider house rules that are the important ones. Next one. Model and television host loves to tweet and has a mystery baby daddy. Spy or not spy? Not sp- I like the ones, Cam. I like the ones where he's like works for the FBI. <laughs> spy or not spy? I I say no, no spy, no spy, spy. Anna Chapman. Okay, she's the daughter of a high-ranking KGB official who tasked her with securing info on the U.S. Sent her over to the U.S. and she was caught in the in the events that inspired the TV show The Americans. So in 2010, and they they sent her back to Russia to get americans back from russia it was like an exchange so now she's just in russia working as a model and a television host and she tried to seduce edward snowden via twitter saying oh my god i want to marry you so she could get more info on the u.s whoa yeah yeah uh i love that espionage has like it started with lipstick guns anal toolkits button (laughs) cameras pigeon cameras and now we're kind of at a place where it's like all right agents we want you to slide in those dms (laughs) all right agent i'm gonna need you to poke the target I have three more. Okay. Born in Styria, Austria, hired in the United States as an undercover hitman, then proceeded to infiltrate U.S. politics. Spy or not spy? <laughs> <laughs> this, this, is the, this is what I'm talking about, Cam. <laughs> Was a spy, did spy on the U.S. Spy or not spy? Would you call all the spying he did spying? <laughs> Hmm. I got a wild hair. I'm going to jump on the old spy wagon. Spy? Dylan? I'm going to say spy. Spy? Not spy. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger, guys. Come on. Well, fuck you. <laughs> Come on. That's not infiltrating. <laughs> infiltrate. If he just moves here, <laughs> renting an apartment is not infiltrating. <laughs> infiltrating, guys. Oh. Renting an apartment. Okay, okay. Now these, now my last two. Born in Palo Verde, California. He's a coke-loving party boy who used an alias while working with the snowman. Spy or not spy? Bam Margera. (laughs) (laughs) No star point for you. I never saw it, but I'm pretty sure this is just the IMDb description for the Wolf of Wall Street. So I'm going to say no spy. No spy. You both say no spy? Spy. Christopher John Boyce. He was called the Falcon and his partner was called the Snowman. And together they sold U.S. secrets to pay for cocaine. He's now out of prison and he loves Falcons. Why don't you just tell us Christopher John Boyce is he a spy or not? Like (laughs) you could give us all these same details. (laughs) It's not a tricky game. Okay. All right. Here's the last one. Okay. Born in Denver, Colorado, 
He's <laughs> he's a he's, he's a coke loving party boy who used an alias while working with the snowman. All right, Cam, let's say it on the count of three. You ready? One, One two, two, three, three. Spy Ryan Warner. <laughs> <laughs> so spy, spy, Cam. Yeah, Ryland, you're a spy. You love Coke. We get it. Gosh darn it. Did you guys notice that it's the exact same as the last one, just born in a different place? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah, yes. but it all rings true for you. <laughs> you know, it doesn't. But this person is not a spy. But you know who it does ring true for? Tim Allen. Okay. He was arrested for coke trafficking in 1978, born in Denver, Colorado, went on to star in the Santa Claus 3, The Escape Clause with Martin Short, who played Jack Frost, a.k.a. the personification of frost, ice and snow, a.k.a. the snowman. All right. Oh, my gosh. Bam. Ryland went from world class, like bar (laughs) exam designing test person (laughs) to just like, this is my objective Ryland opinion, (laughs) which is filtered through seven levels of psychedelic like <laughs> Jack Frost, Martin Short the snowman you know how the spies would replace one of their molars with a cyanide pill <laughs> I never thought I would have the gumption to actually bite down on my cyanide molar <laughs> but having this conversation with Ryland has made me realize that I am ready to die alright let's tally up these scores here uh, let's say star points are five points okay so Thank you, little Papa. Before the star point is added in, we have Cam at three points and Dylan at four points, but plus five more points at nine points. He blew Cam away. Blew him away. <laughs> Good job, Dylan. You are the Russian spy master. Okay. If I have any questions about who's a spy, I'm coming to you, baby. Thank you, Georgia. And now, Cam, I do feel bad because i think this is the second time i've smoked you in one of ryland's oh. completely benign competitions <laughs> no, 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 so no. if i had to make a Let suggestion us, for one of your segments <laughs> i think you need to tally up ryland's points and tell him how worthwhile <laughs> no, he no. is as a human being Dylan, i think you were forgetting that cam is the lil papa champion okay was yes he? cam was the lil papa champion he is my lil huh. papa champion right there so thanks cam yeah i really hate that ryan's <laughs> mom manages to tear us apart using the dumbest <laughs> method imaginable <laughs> i don't understand yeah. how he gets us to fight over these dumb fucking competitions but i am the double digit winner of little papa challenge by us by a, big a old normal margin. co-host spy would just be like hey cam you know dylan's using all the life pile merch money to buy cocaine right and then he's selling that he's a party boy he loves cocaine he hangs out with a guy named snowman (laughs) edward snowman (laughs) yeah i I do Uh, hope you guys uh come up with a game that i can win because you guys have titles now i mean cam is little papa champ dylan is russian spy king i mean what am i i'm just ryland come on you're you're PP boy extraordinaire. You won that competition long ago. <laughs> oh! I look around at what we've done here today, you guys, and I feel like we've just prepared. What are our numbers at? Like about fifty thousand people to go out into the world and be spies. It's kind of like we have Life Pile's secret army. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Do we need to dispatch them to go do something? What would we dispatch our secret army to 
do uh use gps trackers to bot- track down people that bought stuff from their garage sale <laughs> okay there it is this is life pile podcast the only podcast that's been trading you for 15 blocks now we want to thank secret government organizations for giving us cell phones we want to thank aliens for teaching us how to spy we want to thank scott davis for all the music for this and all our episodes If you guys have a social media account, we would implore you to go ahead and search for ours. That is at Lifepile Show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Um, Don't don't steal at Lifepile Show on any other platforms, you guys. Please just be cool. We haven't gotten around to it yet. Um, We promise we're going to just be cool. But we are about to make a Snapchat account. So if you want to see Dylan's prosthetic penis, add Lifepile Show on Snapchat. Uh, but also, if you want to get drunk and then email us in uh, that you actually are a spy and then immediately email us again and be like, oh, shit, please, I, I don't want to get fired. Please, uh, can you forget that? You can email us at show at gmail.com, okay? We promise to only put your personal details in the form of a pop quiz that we then read on air. <laughs> yeah, thanks to all our emailers this week. Drinks too much Bud Light. Emails at 2 a.m. <laughs> Spy or not spy. <laughs> if you're supporting us doing our lifestyling and lifestyle expertising, we sure appreciate it. You can support me by catching me this week. I will be in the park telling people the raven has landed, the snow has melted, and they'll say, I- I'm sorry, what? And I'll say, none of your business. And I'll go to the next person. I'll say, the raven has landed, the snow has melted. So uh, catch me at the park. If you want to support me, the uh, Henderson family will be at the community pool this week. They're going to be splish splashing. Little uh, Tony and Debbie are going to be on their pool floaties in the deep end, and they're going to hear a. It's Charlie, <laughs> and I'll pop out of the water and record everything they say. That's so cute. If you guys want to find me, I'm going to be hosting a charity event this week over at uh, my local elementary school where I'm seeing how many Nintendo Switches I can fit inside me. Okay, for each one you guys can put in me, I'm donating $5,000 to charity. <laughs> so come on down, see if you can stuff one up. Oh, truly the Helen Taylor Thompson of our time. <laughs> stuff Ryland up for the kids. <laughs> This is Life Bile. Light your life on fire. Life Bile. Life Bile.